Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the First Score podcast of the 2019 football season. And boys, the band is back together again. And for some reason, people want to listen to us. <laughs> Isn't that weird? God bless them for that, right? Yeah. We've had a few people actually reach out wanting to know when the podcast was coming back. So... We must be doing something right, right? That's awesome. That's, That's good. good. <laughs> and of course, we are. We do have the band back together, and we have the. We'll introduce everybody. Matt Randazzo, Corey Cuffler's here with us. Greg Armstrong's back for another season of football here on WQAD, and the one and only. Sack by how many years? Twenty-three. This is number twenty-three. Cuff, you got. 23. This will be 23 as well. <laughs> We're both the deans. I don't want. I didn't want stockpile to be like the king or anything. So. They may both be the deans because they're equal, but only one's had a fat head in a student section. That's, that's true. Stocking, Boy, so. was that last year? It yes, was. It was. Yeah, was uh, that's Davenport what I, North, I believe. Yeah. Right. See, yeah. It was such a great season for Davenport North in so many different ways. <laughs> Not just the wins on the football field, but the fact that it had Brian stacking fat head in the in the stands. So. I, I had flashbacks during graduation season because I got thankfully grad, uh, invited to a few graduation parties. I saw the picture of the fathead with me. No way. Uh, on their boards, yeah. He is such a big deal. How <laughs> many graduation parties have you been to in the last 23 years? I don't count. I'm just grateful to the good Lord that I go. <laughs> How well, many do you have, like, average a year? I don't know. 20, 30, 40, 50? Oh, a year? A, a year? Yeah. That many that many I'm, students are inviting you? Yeah. Unbelievable. Good, good so for like you. how do you like do you is there a Saturday where you're just going to like seven a day? There's a couple a couple Saturdays <laughs> like that. So you are I schedule. You must well. be rich because if you're going to all these graduation parties you're, and giving out money, that's well, right. I do give out money, but uh, I'm a poor teacher. I'm a poor okay. woodland teacher. All right. I'm, 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 I'm blown away today. right now that like he with a straight face went twenty. 30, 40. He was like LeBron when he was asked how many championships. I just 20, am, 30, 40, 50. I am grateful to the good Lord that he gives me the ability to do that. Well, you know what, well, Stockpile? I'm grateful to the good Lord that you're back for another year with us. So am I. And in honor of Brian Stocking, Katie bar the door. <laughs> exactly. Football season is hey, back. How was your first year with us? Wonderful. What did you think of the score? I loved it. I mean, we have 30 minutes. We have lots of teams, lots of highlights, lots of scores, lots of good information. And, uh, we and got of course, great, the stockpile stat of the night. Yeah, we got great. We got great people that work. We got Greco. We got Jordan. We got uh, Dazza. We got Cuff. I mean, we got. We, I'm on. We got a new girl, uh, new young lady, Celia, that's going to be. On Channel 8 this year, so I'm, I'm excited. He, I'm goes, he just went right through. I'm on. I'm a small part. You are a very small part, but you're a very... <laughs> <laughs> a small but big part. But you're a very important part. I kind of want to give the game plan of what we're thinking here for the SCORE podcast this year. And and first and foremost, we got a really cool new podcasting school studio here at WQD. I want to be the first to make sure everybody knows that, that Greg Armstrong and myself and Corey were like the OGs. Of, um, we started of this four here. or five years ago. Yeah, we did. Right. This the is the OG. Kind of s- Tell them, Greg. 
the original gangsta. Oh, I missed that line. I never. I never <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad that you had. But um, so what we and so we have a beautiful new studio that we're gonna work at. We don't have a. We have like a really nice microphones now, and not like sitting here trying to like figure out which mic works and what and all that kind of stuff. Yep. So we're excited about that. We're gonna do a, a couple things. Um, each week, we'll do our preview podcast that people like to listen to during the week, kind of get you set for the week of high school football that's coming. A thing that we're going to start this year, great idea by Greg Armstrong, is after the score gets done at, at 11 o'clock, we're going to hop in the podcast studio for about 20 minutes. Yep. And we're going to just kind of like talk about the night that was. I think it'll be a lot of fun for people listening Friday night, Saturday, even Sunday to get us to, you know, Mondays or Tuesdays when we kind of do our podcast because there's a lot of stuff, especially in Stockpile's head. <laughs> at, like, cause oh, we'll yeah. sit there on, on Friday nights right. when we get done with the score and like we'll be doing other stuff and stacking will just ramble off stuff. Did you see this? And did you see that? So I think it'll be a cool thing to kind of get in here and kind of do a, a debrief of what's going on. Well, I think it's a great idea. And here's the thing. We sit out in the newsroom and talk for an hour and 20 minutes about it anyway. Yeah. We might as well hop in the yeah, studio and just talk. I just got to clean it up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and I promise I'll do that. So that's the, 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 the thought process for the year. This podcast itself isn't going to be a high school football season preview in which we start going through conferences and teams and, and kind of give you that. We're going to do a little overlook at what kind of excites us this year when it comes to high school football, the things we're looking for the most. Next week, we'll do our high school football season preview. The week after that will be the week before the 30th and all the games. That's when we'll start breaking down Alleman and Assumption and Pettendorf versus uh, Valley. Valley and some really cool matchups that we have to start off the high school football season. So this one is kind of just an overview of like what kind of gets us excited for, for the 2019 football season because it is, and it started this week, it practices started on Monday, and Cuff, I know that, that you'll agree, there's a different excitement when you come in on a Monday knowing that there's high school. I mean, it's a sickness because we've already been, <laughs> we're taping this Tuesday night and I think we've been to already like 12 schools already but it's a little bit of a sickness but it's it's cool because everybody's excited it's it's absolutely exciting i went to uh, mercer county today i was talking to some of their coaches and uh, yeah they were all excited like and one of the coaches asked how many have you been to and i i he was shocked when i told him this was my first one yeah, somebody's lazy. only because i was off on monday <laughs> you know how that but we, we, that was a storyline from last year yeah. <laughs> I, I, I yeah i shot so many of them last year you no, took the week i off. know i did i did i did um but no it's it's so much fun it's so exciting and it's not just football that starts it's all fall sports starts you know, we're going to try to mix in a few yeah. others this year. We're going to do uh, Sterling Volleyball and try to mix in a couple other uh, non I guess not non-football. Non football but yeah. fall just sports fall that are sports. exciting to talk yeah. about. So it's just, a, it's just a great time of year. And after a week off of having no high school sports, it's exciting that it's back. And that's, that's it. Like, I mean, that's the week. I don't think there's another week of the entire calendar year. There's probably like... Christmas maybe week, but not even Christmas maybe in week. spring there might be that layover between the end of basketball and the beginning of games yeah, in March, maybe. just because if a team doesn't make it all the way to state or not. Yeah, there might be one, but like it was what was it August third? Maybe was the end of the high school baseball season? That yeah, Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. And then so we had last week where there wasn't anything going on, and then high school football season opened up on the what was it twelfth? Twelfth, Monday the twelfth. Yeah. So it was that week where there was just nothing going on, but other than that, it's uh. It's full steam ahead. So I'll start with Greg. What what kind of 2019 football season? There's there's a lot to talk about, but what kind of what kind of catches your eyes? When we get ready for the season. I think as I started looking through kind of what happened last year, how things played out record wise for teams. I'm excited to see teams like Davenport North, teams like Monmouth Roseville. You know, Davenport North didn't make the playoffs, but they started out, I believe, four and one to start the season. One five of the five and one, five and one, the best start in school history, I believe. I'm excited to see if that, you know, success can maintain and also looking, can they push it? Can they get to the next level? Can they get the sixth win 
Can they get even farther than that? And then you're talking like, can North make the playoffs? It, you know, it's a, it's a tough task, I think, with a new head coach. But, man, you got that momentum on your side. And then looking over on the Illinois side, Monmouth-Roseville, going to the quarterfinals yeah. for, I believe, the first time in school yeah. history as, as Monmouth-Roseville, um, you know, being together consolidated. Uh, can it, Jeremy Adelson keep that program going in that right direction? You know, he's always said he wants to be that team, that program that – that the name carries, you know, that cachet, that name carries that big time intimidation factor. Monmouth Rosa wants to get there. They gotta win. They gotta have more success this year to get there. That's kind of something I'm looking at. Teams and like that. I remember last year when they made that run, how the town of Monmouth just embraced them. You know, they they came out in full numbers to a lot on a lot of the playoffs. You love that story. I did. You I mean, it's story. it's what high school sports is about. I love that story too. But Daz will agree. Remember yeah. last year, man? He loved that story. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> um, I, I was over at North today for one of the previews that I went to, and um, it's and I think we've all had it doing this for so long. You'll see, we can all recall like a, a program that just wasn't very good, and then you've watched an evolution of a program going from like not being very good to to some of them even went to state championships, and, and it takes takes some years to do. That's what I was curious if this was going to happen with Davenport North. And I'm not saying they're going to win a state championship. I know Stockpile would love that. but He's I, grinning from year yeah, to year. Yeah, but, like, is, I mean, they return a lot of players that had a lot of ex- success and experience from last year. They finished – it started with them about finishing um, games, and they did that last year. They finished games. Now they want to finish seasons because they didn't finish well during the season. But it could be one of those things in our 20 years of doing this, 20-plus years, Corey, where you see a team that we'll say to ourselves, gosh, remember a few years ago, this team was really bad, and now they're doing this, 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 and this. And maybe maybe Davenport North is one of those stories. I didn't think we'd start the podcast. I mean, they've already won because we've started our podcast talking about Davenport North. So that's already a victory because yeah. that's not something that we used to do very often. Yeah, and you're exactly right about Davenport North because – you want to build on success. That's the only way to keep momentum going in the right direction. Eventually, building a tradition is building on that success. And last year was that year that they finally broke through. Now, they, like you said, they didn't make the playoffs, but they were right there. One win, and I believe the game we all talked about would have been the Davenport Central game. If yep. they win that game, they're in the playoffs, and then you never know what happens. Obviously, we, we don't know. It's, it's, it's a bunch of questions there, but... If they can build on that success with the new head coach, good for them because that, they want to move in the right direction. And it was tough, obviously, when they lost Cruzy. You can talk about Davenport North, but I'm going to cut you off after five minutes. It reminds, <laughs> it reminds me, though, of Rock Island in the, er, in the late 80s. Rocky football in the late 80s was not very good. In 91, Vic they hired Boblet. Vic Boblet, yeah, Boblet and in. all of a sudden Vic Boblet came in. He had a plan, and all of a sudden you could start seeing Rocky grow by leaps and bounds. And by the middle of that decade, the middle of the 90s, Rock Island football was unbelievable. They had a great Alonzo Wise, I remember him? They were, they were playing in the state championship yeah. game. So. Yeah, Are you predicting state. long-term? No, I'm not saying high-level ter- success. No, but I'm saying, you know, when we started talking about it, we talked about you have to build. And mm-hmm. I think that's where you see you could see a program like North maybe pull off something like Rocky where they're constantly in the mix for a conference championship. I don't know how many more times I'll say it this year when Stocking references historical landmark teams or seasons to what's going on now. 
It's not a terrible comparison. I'll go with it. That Rock Island. <laughs> I will say I know this how many more times okay. you'll say this. <laughs> I'm not. I may but not he, say but it again. He's right. Yeah. He's right. Rock Island was he's not right. That Rock Island was not a very yes. good traditional program, yeah. and they really made a name for themselves well, in the '90s. Let's. That's that's right. Let's make note, and, and I don't want to get too much into the Davenport North story because that's a. We'll talk more about next week and in our preview show. But uh, different head coach, Brandon Cruzy, uh, goes elsewhere. I think they did a really good job. Coach Height is going to somebody from their staff last year and he mentioned to me today he can't think of the last time that Davenport North hired from within when they got new head coaches sure, right? they would bring in a different head coach and yeah. I think the players I know the players are thrilled that it's coach height and it's somebody that they know and they can continue rolling with something they had going last year so hopefully and he seems like he's going to do a great job we'll see how they do going going forward but yeah you're right Greg there's a lot of really good stories from last year and it's always fun to watch and see how they do the next year if it's if it's kind of quick success and then gone if there's a, a, a drop off or if it's a, a programming a program sustaining winning season that can continue to move on throughout the season Season. Stockpile, what, 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 we've already talked about Davenport North, yeah. so you're already done. Well, no, <laughs> I, no, what's, what, what stands out the most for you? On both sides of the river, the amount of position players at the major, at the major offensive positions that have graduated. I mean, you look at, like, Orient, they had Dawson Schillenberg at quarterback, Logan Lee, Seth West, they've all graduated. You look at a program like West Liberty, Seth Feldman graduated, Bentendorf, Carter Bell, the quarterback, Darian Porter graduated. I mean, you just go up and down the line. Yeah, right, I mean, right, yeah, Riley Federer. Yeah, yeah, we're Riley not going to get to talk about him throughout the year, and so we'll talk about him now. Riley Federer was fantastic, too. Yeah. I, mean, we, I mean, we sat down. You brought that up as something you might want to talk about, and it was honestly like everyone was just throwing in their, their names, and you can pile them up over and Jerome over Jerome Mays. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say. From Wilton. Yep. There's another yeah. name. A ton of names. Fletcher, right. Max Slavens did everything. Addison for, Fletcher for, from Monmouth Roseville. Yep, Jamoni Skinner from Monmouth Roseville. I mean. Jarrell Brock. He's not from here, but still. That's true. There's Max a ton Slavin. of names that yeah Max that are Slavins, gone. and they're all they're all skill position players yeah. on the offense. So it's gonna yeah, be but, very. But the interesting. cool thing I think we found out about that is that as 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 a group goes, and that's a really good group. There's there'll be another group behind them, and that might be this one of the storylines from this year is who are the new stars, yeah, the emerging stars, to, and how young will up. some of these stars be? Because sophomores are becoming more and more relevant in the game of high school football, right. even freshmen, especially at the lower levels, hearing, not at the lower levels, but the smaller schools. Smaller schools. Say a lot of freshmen that are going to be getting yeah. starts, maybe not at the skill position player spots on offense, but they're going to be playing on defense well, and going both ways. How good will Colton line? Pagliano be? We've been oh, calling yeah. his name already a Colton ton. And he's going to be a junior. And he's yeah. only a junior. I mean, then and he's and, been... And Anawan Weathersfield's going to be pr uh, primed to be up in the Lincoln Trail because Adam Sneddon of Princeville, who scored all those touchdowns for the Princess last year, he graduated also. So, you know... It's gonna be who do these play? Who can these school? Who fourteen minutes in and you already talked about Princeville. Who are these, <laughs> who are these schools going to find to replace those position, those skill positions? Yeah. Maybe that's where like the Sterling Golden Warriors have a bit of an advantage that they did a dual quarterback system last year and they have right. Cooper Willman back now as a senior, senior as what I would assume is going to be the full time quarterback. So you know there's there's one situation where they've you know they've kind of held out. They lose a lot of key players, Isaiah Ryan. And um, who was the quarterback that the shared uh, time Bailey, last year? That yeah, Camden Bailey yeah. is gone, but they you know Sterling may be in a good spot where they have somebody coming back who had a lot of quality minutes, played a lot of really important football. And you bounce that back to North. North has their quarterback Jack West, <laughs> but no, they have their quarterback Jack West back. He's a uh, two-year starter. Priest Sheedy, the wide receiver, he's a great wide receiver. Cade, uh, Cade, um, I interviewed him today. Running back, uh, Cade Schultz. Schultz. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they got him all back. He's one of so, the guys that said he had you in class, and you almost didn't remember his name. I, you, I, might not you, almost, an, yeah. you might not be getting an invite to his birthday party if you keep that up. <laughs> 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 birthday party. I don't go to birthday parties. I don't do birthday parties. But Well, you don't have time for birthday parties. You like, <laughs> graduation parties. He's, he's a clown. I don't do birthday parties. I only go to graduation parties. Well, it's around my birthday, so obviously. When is your birthday? June 1st. Oh, I thought oh, it was I'll, it's I'll, I'll hit 45 next year. My on the goodness. It's past. On the <laughs> he's up to 45. Um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see the, the new group of, and there's a lot of young, talented players throughout the area, but last year we kind of knew we could, especially it seemed like over in the, and I'm going to say call it the MAC, but I know it's not the MAC, but yeah. over on, in that area, there were so many good quarterbacks, yeah. and, and with Carter Bell and Max and Max Slavens doing what he did, and who was the, the young man up at uh, uh, North Scott? Scott. North Scott. Um, oh, oh, come I, on. Uh, One of the four of us. One of the four of us. Don't uh, just start looking. What's it? Stockpile. Nile McLaughlin. Nile. Nile McLaughlin. Nile McLaughlin. Absolutely. So, I mean, we had all of those players, and, and we knew that going into last year. This year, we're not quite sure who these – we know some. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, you look at the Western Big Six, and you look at running backs, and you look at um, at Alleman, Nate Sheets is there, um, Abubakar Barry is there. Harrison Bay Bowie is playing somewhere. That's not somewhere. Yeah, that's not, I don't. I don't know. But I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of uh, presumably a Bettendorf. So we still know there's some really good running backs coming back. Yeah. We mentioned Colton Quagliano. There's some really good. We're missing a lot of them. Trust me. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. oh yeah. Um. What the um the young man that goes to Princeton, the running back. Um, Oh, I, I know. Worrells. Worrells. Yeah, Rondé Worrells. He's yeah. is legit yeah. as all legit can be. So, I mean, there's a lot of talent that we'll have coming back this season, but um, it'll be interesting to see which pieces go where and, and the new names, the new, I guess, the new generation of stars in, yeah. in football in the Princeton Plessier. could be really good this year. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. We'll be going out there to do a preview as well. Cuff, what do you got? New coaches. New coaches all over the place. I hear there's a new one in Newman. What? After 39 years. Isn't that? Is that 39 years, 501 wins, Mike Proposi stepped down. And he did it the day of their banquet. They did the banquet. He announced to everybody that day that he was going to step down. It was in December. I remember getting a, I think I got a direct message from Ging up in, uh, yeah, Matt Sterling. Gingrich, up, yeah. up in Sterling. He's like, I just heard Proposi stepping down. Get on the phone and call Proposi. He's like, yeah. So he stepped, he stepped down after... 39 years, he was the seventh coach in Newman history. So now they hire. And as soon as he stepped down, I, I, I knew right away the guy that I was going to pick was Brandon Kretzmer. Yeah. That's who eventually got the job. Um, somebody who had been with the program, uh, as a, I believe, with the, on the defensive side of the ball. He'd been helping out yeah. there. Um, but he gets the job, his first head coaching job. But he played there. He's coached there. He's also coached track there. So he's been a head coach before. Um, I think he might even have coached tennis as well. Uh, I'm excited to see what he has to do, what he has to offer for this program, because that blue machine was run so well under Coach Proposi. Not that it can't under Kretzmer as well, but I'm just curious to see the changes in the different style and what kind of flair he brings to the table. Can I start the rumor that he's blowing things up and he's going to a no-huddle <laughs> spread offense and, you know, five wide receivers? I, and, do you remember I, a few years ago we heard that? And yes, yeah. it, was and it, like, was, it was like. But they did throw the ball more, maybe five times a game. It was written in the, like there was an article in the Sock Valley Times, and I swear, like they were just trolling us because we bought it. Yeah. Like, I was excited. Yeah, <laughs> we were just yeah. like, hey, I hear they're gonna just re reinvent the wheel. And then yeah. Yeah. Next thing you know, it was run left, run right, right, one left, run. Should have known better. Student I mean, body right, student body left. <laughs> and we'll talk more. There's a lot of new coaches we'll talk about, but I mean, you're literally replacing a legend. 
what he did there in four decades, and, and we can all talk about what he did, and, and it's more important, but with, with students and, and success and, and graduating, getting kids better off in life and all that kind of stuff, but he was great to us. Like, there's not many coaches, and there's a lot of coaches that are good and, and really good, but he's always been so open and welcoming to us, and when we need something in practice, when we want to mic him up, when we need to know when we're going someplace, he was always very welcoming to the media, very welcoming to us. That's something that we're going to miss. I'm sure that the new coach will be just as nice, and he Absolutely. is already. He's, he's but be. Mike McPosey is as big as a class of an act as you're going to get. So we're going to miss him on the sidelines. Newman's going to miss him. But like you said, Cuff, I think they can still be very successful, and I think they're going to continue their successful ways under the new regime. Five state titles, Mike McPosey won. Two state runners-up. So he made the state championship game seven times in his 40 years, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. And I know Kretzmer has been talking to him, picking his brain, and just he's not doing this alone. He's Poposi not, is will he the be AD around. still? Yes, he, he's still the AD, so he's still there. I can't imagine. I can't go, wait. To, you're going, going to practice I'm going, tomorrow. I'm going to practice on Wednesday, yeah. So what, are the, I, what are the chances you think you see uh, Mike Poposi well, I think there's 100% chance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he's out practice. right across the street from their practice yeah. but, but the thing is, is he'll be there. But he doesn't have to be in charge now, so yeah. he might yeah. enjoy practice a little bit more than yeah. what he did no. the past couple well, years. Well, talking so. to, to Coach Height today, the biggest difference between being an assistant coach, and I'm not saying Proposi is an assistant right. coach, but making that jump from assistant coach to head coach is the, the nonsense of scheduling and, and buses and all that kind of stuff. Other than that, it's not sure. as big of a – I mean, you have some more important decisions during the game, but like a lot of it's fo- – football is football. It's just the, the, the um, book work and the bookkeeping and the scheduling and all that kind of stuff that the new coaches have to do. I went to Riverdale. And I went there from 89 to 93. And I, was, I did the stats for football for four years. Just four years? Yeah, just four. I did. And, <laughs> and he was already a decade in and was yeah. already a legend. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, Newman was the game. If you beat Newman, you're like going, we beat, we beat Newman. This is big. Well, that was the case every year yeah, for I mean, how many years? For any team. Yeah. I mean, even into the year, you know, even just a decade into yeah. his reign, he, it, was it was already a big deal. I, we're going to miss new coaches when we go to talk about them, but the ones that pop out, I just I, I went to two previews today, and I, I talked to two new coaches. Um, we've talked about Coach Hyde enough and, and what they're going to do at Davenport North. United Township gets uh, Nick Welch. Nick Welch. Um, a guy who was at, at uh, Sherrard the last couple of years. When they made that hire, I had several, several Sherrard people either direct message me or text me or call me just raving about Coach Welch. Um, the kid played at uh, the young man played at at, at Augustana High Augie School, at quarterback. High School, Augustana College as a quarterback. Um, went over there today, and he's a. Su- you know when you go to like a program sometimes, and like it's going to take a while. It's going to take some time. I'm not sitting here saying this guy is going to win six games this year or anything like that. It's going to take time at, at United Township, but you'll go to a program and you'll see a head coach, a young head coach, and you're like, this guy is legit. This guy is good. That's the vibe I got from Coach Welch. This, this afternoon. Reminded me when I went over to United Township when they hired Coach Morrissey. And I'm just like, this guy is excited. Joe Morrissey. This guy is exciting. This guy is good. And they had him for a year, maybe two, and then yep, he was off to Western Kentucky. This is the same time. I'm not saying he's going to be off someplace, but he's a lot of people run from that job. I mean, call, call it what it is. A lot of people aren't going to jump in and say, hey, I want to have United Township as the place I want to go. 
but he knows flat out that it's not because he doesn't get the support. It's not because they don't have the money or the, the, uh, the, the, the facilities. They practiced at the Soul Bowl today, and they should because yeah. it's a fantastic facility with AstroTurf. Or not AstroTurf, but uh, FieldTurf. FieldTurf, yeah. So, I mean, I was really impressed with what he is, what he's going to do. That being said, when we do our football preview next week, I, won't be, I don't know if I'm going to be predicting United Township to win six, seven games. Well, they end their conference losing streak. But it's going to be something where the, the, it's, it's, it's going in the right direction, I think, with him. That, the way you described it, sounds a lot like the buzz that surrounded Davenport North when Guy Derricks took over there. Exactly. Right. And yep. the wins didn't show up immediately. And even, I mean, even through Guy Derricks' tenure there, I don't know that he would probably say it. He never got to probably where he wanted to get to. No, no. But you look at it, and it built, it built numbers, and it built an accountability in that program, yeah. and they've gotten somewhere now. Yeah. So you hope that, you know, Welch can stick it out and really start to turn this around because that's what – those are the stories that we like to tell. Those are the stories that I think just any sports fan likes to see. It's nothing about um, – I don't want not, – nothing about the, the previous coaches at United Township. I'm not, I'm not negatively talking about anybody, but he just said simple stuff like – we go to we we've had some team grill outs. We we we've taken a few days after practice during the summer, and then we've hit the pool. Um, the music at practice was non-negotiable before, and he's like, I don't care as long as it's you know we're not cursing every other word and it's clean versions of stuff. Let's let's do it. It's it's that kind of vibe around a program that's going to start things. Ro- I mean, having kids want to go out and play. You have to have the kids in order to be a successful football program. If the numbers aren't there, somebody told me, and I'm not. There wasn't a lot of kids left on that team last year when things got said and done. Right. I heard they were down to, th- to 18 to 20 varsity kids. Wow. They have 45 right now. Let's hope it stays there. Yeah. And also, from the classroom sense, with teachers, when they start seeing the kids coming to class, not having issues, you know, everyone start getting behind the, the team, it makes it a lot easier as a teacher to go into that classroom and know, hey, if I have a problem with the kid on the football team, I know exactly who to talk to. It makes it that much easier for a teacher to teach and makes it even, you know, it starts to build everyone behind them. Five coaches in five years, if you count them out. That's that's hard to sustain is anything. It, is it Morrissey, Kirby, DuPage, DuPage, DuPage uh, and Litchfield. Now, yeah, Litchfield, and then. So none of them were there for two years? Well, Litchfield was there for four, but since yeah, yeah. he was gone, okay. it's, it's Litchfield, Kirby, Morrissey, DuPage. Litchfield, Kirby, Morrissey. And they were all there one year? Uh, no, DuPage was two. there two there. Okay. So, but wow. Yeah, so in five yeah. years, five coaches. So That's crazy. Five, I guess five years, six years, five, five coaches. coaches. Yeah. But either way, it's hard to sustain any momentum. You feel bad for the seniors when they come to talk to you and they're just like that. I mean, that's what they mm-hmm. talked about. They're like, we've had new coaches constantly. Right. Yeah. And so, and I think, and not all of those, co- I mean, none of those coaches are bad coaches. No, they're just all good diff- coaches. Yeah, right. Different things go in different ways and stuff, but to get a guy that, that's young and exciting and wants to stay, I was, I was, I was, yeah, I was different sold. Different terminology and all that. I was sold. It's going to take them time. It was funny because we get those cliches. You usually do a cliche right. package towards the beginning of the season. And, and, and Coach Welch literally said, I'm a history teacher and everyone knows that Rome wasn't built in a day. <laughs> And I was like, wow, that's as cliche as you can get. But um, it'll be interesting to see what he does. Um, we talked about Coach Hyatt. We talked about the new coach at, at Newman. Help me out here. Well, Rock Rivers, at, Steve Disler. In the Disler, th- yeah, exactly. Three Rivers Conference, four new head coaches. That's 29% of the league will have a new head coach. Kiwani's got a new head coach. Um, there's We've already talked about Newman. Rock Ridge has a new coach. And um, there is – and there's uh, – 
I know there's one other. I, I well, you better start thinking. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're but, not everybody quiet until no, I'm just <laughs> But Steve Dissler has taken over yeah, that's from what you were to from, say. Yeah, from Rock for Rock Ridge uh, after Sam Graves stepped down. He was only a year at Rock Falls. One and eight. Go ahead, Stock. Bureau Valley. Bureau Valley has a new head coach. Okay, um, but he was one and eight one year at Rock Falls. He then takes over at Rock Ridge. He got he was late to the game for Rock Falls. They were looking for a coach all spring. So, I don't know for what Rock, for, Rock for, for Rock Ridge. Yeah, for Rock Ridge. Ridge. I don't know what happened or how it all came about. But he was hired on July third. He told me he Ooh. had he had twelve days with his players over the summer. You're allowed twenty five contact days. He missed over half of them because he hadn't been hired yet. Um, he said they they did the best they could over those 12 days and he did as much as he could. Now the, the kids were working out and doing other things on their own. And there were other assistant coaches there. Of course, Toby Whiteman, uh, uh, coach Henry, um, a couple other guys were there helping out, but none of them were the head coach. So they couldn't really take over a program. So interesting to see what, how that all pans out for him. He said the biggest thing, biggest hurdle for them right now is terminology. Just what does he expect out of sure. them? What do the players expect out of him and player, you know, vice versa. So it's a two lane street right now for them. You know, we, we're used to coaches being released or after the, in programs that are not successful. You look at Newman, Anawan Weathersfield, Rockridge, Bureau Valley to an extent, all successful coaches, and they're having this brand new coaches. That usually does not happen not one year, not that many. Not that many anyway. Not that many top-notch programs losing coaches. So that's, gonna, that's also going to add into the, you know, what are we going to see on week one? I was glad you mentioned that Welch, Coach Welch from UT, is an Augustana grad because otherwise I was contractually, ob <laughs> contractually obligated to say. It. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You got it in there though. So we're, good. we're missing. I mean, I'm sure we're missing new head coaches, so don't email us and tweet. Kevin us Parker say. at Rock Falls just right. got hired He's July hired. 17th. Wow, that's late in the game too. Really late, yeah. Man alive. Yeah, so I mean, it'll be a different look on some some sidelines. The one thing well, I kind got of... a new coach. Oh, I know he didn't. Never mind. He was <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's the line of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. They did. They had an opening and they filled it. Yeah, they opened it. You'll recognize <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I'm going to use that next Wednesday at the uh, at the uh, banquet. There you go. Quick yeah. turnaround. <laughs> yeah, we got because well, what is the Western Mix Six has one. Well, but I can say two, and then everybody can be confused, and then and yeah, no, we all know the difference. Yeah. Right, so God bless <laughs> there you. There you go. Um, the thing that kind of intrigues me the most, and I'm a, I'm a Western Big Six guy already, but the Western Big Six is just different this year, and it's really exciting. And <clears throat> we have districts on the horizon, and whether they come through to fruition or not, who knows? But we have at least two years of the Western Big Six as the Western Big Six with eight teams. Just this year. Oh, just this year. Just this, just year. this year. That's right. Yeah, it's just this year with, with eight teams. And um, so you add Geneseo and Sterling to an already really fun conference. And, I mean, man, there's there's some just really intriguing matchups when you look at when teams – because Geneseo was branching out and playing more. They played Galesburg in the past and Quincy in the past. Did they play Allman. Moline? They, played, they haven't played Allman in a while. They haven't, a play, while. They haven't played Moline. Yeah. And it's been a few years. Yeah, it's been it's about been 10 years. years. And Sterling was playing UT Allman. a couple years ago. They, they played, played Allman, Allman in a most recently. Yeah. Yep. But, I mean, it, it, there's some really, really, really good um, matchups that are going to come to this. And when you look at a conference that's already pretty good, and you add a, a story tradition like Geneseo, and you add one of the best programs in recent five, last decade, last, last yeah. five years yeah. in, in Sterling, I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun, Greg. Yeah, it's really, I mean, it's something we talked about for years. Like, man, how perfect would it be if those two schools geographically fit in, 
for the most part, they fit in enrollment-wise. Like, right. man, get him in there. Let's see it. Let's see it. And it always seemed like that'll never happen. It'll just never work out that way. And, man, to see it happen, you kind of hope in the back of your mind that, like, maybe something with the district doesn't work and they go against it and this sticks around for a while just to have it in this area. I know that I know that Moline would love to see that happen. Oh, absolutely. And, and honestly, I think that Sterling and Geneseo would like to see it stick around, too, just because they've wanted to get into this kind of big-time, you know, metro area conference and it just seems like such a good fit that it's it's exciting, even if it's only a year or we, two. It's we exciting. loved it because as as sports guys, I mean, you took two teams like Geneseo and Sterling that, besides when they played each other, and when they play like a non conference game, they're going to different areas. Yeah. and 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 not in our viewing area. Nope. To yep. play games, and now right. we take our two of our biggest teams that we want to cover every single week. And we bring them into the Quad Cities, except for the times they go to Quincy, and then our, our good friend Chris Duro takes care of us. He's but other than guy. that, he's a great guy. <laughs> and so other than that, I mean, it, it makes life easier for us. I mean, the, the district thing is going to be very interesting if it goes through. Corey, you know a little bit more. There's a group trying to make it so yet there's going to be a, a vote again maybe? Kinda? Yeah, I think what, you know? what happened last year is there were 69 teams that decided to abstain from voting. So that hurt one way or the other. Uh, whether they were for or against, we don't know, obviously. But I don't think a lot of people realized what they were voting for. Now, there are, school, there are some of the small schools in the area that did vote for it. Um, I know your alma mater, Allman, did vote for it, and which, there, which there made were, sense. I was told there was it more than just, just them for, for the big for six. The big six. I yeah. had three schools in the West Bank and, six and it made, But it made sense. For the schools that voted for it, it made sense. What I don't like about it is... There's now a group of people, a lot of those people that voted last year, they didn't really know what they were voting for. They were just like, okay, yeah, if the state wants to take over scheduling, that's great. They didn't realize that it was going to go to, we're going to schedule you, you're going to be in a district, and these are the teams you're going to play. And travel aside, you may be traveling an hour and a half, two hours on a Friday night, sometimes even longer, depending on where you're being shipped and what size school you were. So there's a group now, and it started almost right after that vote happened, to where, and I believe, and I, if I'm wrong on this, I'm sorry, but I, I heard it was uh, Joe Nickel from Geneseo and uh, the Stevenson athletic director were each trying to write up proposals, and then I've heard they've gotten together to write a proposal to try to change it back to the way it is right now. So what they're, what they're hoping for is to get something on the ballot in November that would reverse district play. Or so, just a revote, yeah. Just, yeah, uh, just, re-vote. A, just a revote, and hopefully every school votes. I mean, there's no reason to abstain for it, from it. I mean, you have your right to vote. You might as well vote, whether you vote well, for it against or, or for. You might as well vote for plus it. Plus, there were schools that are co-opt that had two votes. Right. So if you're like, an, I'm not saying, I don't know what they voted, but Anawan Weathersfield had two votes compared to Moline and Geneseo, who each had one vote. I didn't know that. Yeah, each, yeah. Every, each athletic every, director. every school got yeah, a vote. Athletic director had That's a vote. interesting. So, yeah. And there were schools also that don't have football that also voted. So they're like, they don't care what the vote is because it doesn't affect them because they don't have a football program. Yeah. I mean, I can honestly, I see both ways of it. I can see that. I mean, obviously, it cripples Moline and and the the travel that they have to do. I, you'd like to think that there's something in the middle or something different. They're because probably the only school that it hurts, though. Honestly, in our area, they're probably the only school that it hurts. Yeah, no, I think the majority of the the majority of the coaches that I talked to, I believe I talked to Chip Filler. Chip, I know you're going to listen to this, and if I apologize if I misquote you, and probably shouldn't quote you, but I think he was for district play. 
I, or for, for it to go to district. I think a lot of people were for it to go to district. I mean, as an Alman guy, I mean, Alman needs to eventually because the numbers just aren't there. I mean, right. the, the kids aren't there, the numbers aren't there, and if you look at the new Western Big Six, and I'm not trying to make excuses, and I obviously want to play up, they've been playing up for a while, but when you add Sterling and Geneseo, you're playing teams that are six, seven times your size. It's going to be tough to make the playoffs. Well, you're also looking, though, at something else that the state did not take into account. This year, there are 17 teams playing eight-player football. Those teams are not mentioned in the eight classifications, in the eight classes uh, system. Eventually, they're going to get enough schools that are going to go to eight-player where they're going to be wanting to have a state championship. What does that do to the numbers? And then you start looking Would at they some put of them into districts. Well, but they and those but schools they're out there. Well, those schools but, vote, but they had a chance put to it vote this way. right now. Yeah, but, they're, yeah. but they're not. They're not. They still have to vote. Yeah, but they're invisible to the state in, and the eight in class eight, system. In eight man football this year, we have Hanover River Ridge as our local team in eight man. They could potentially play. I haven't looked at their schedule. Metro East Lutheran High School, which is in Edwardsville. That's a four and a half hour drive for them. But that's if just they because were, they're eight, eight or they're eight because man they're eight and, eight man, and there's not up. enough. Right. So yeah, so eventually they have to do something to put them in a but, district. Yeah. But but the state's gonna say, you know, eventually they'll be an emerging sport and haven't won a state championship series yeah. through the state. Not I mean there's I think well, the I eight FA or guys, something. You but, guys hijacked my Western Big Six topic with a whole <laughs> bunch of but, talk. but you you mentioned um, the Western Big Six with all of them having to play up and Eventually, physically, they don't have the numbers. Yeah. It's not worth it to them to play and get somebody hurt. It's the exact same reason why Assumption stopped playing Bettendorf. What benefit did they have? Outside of what it, what it used to be, a huge rivalry game, and it was a great game. It was always fun when they played. Why, why, does, Bettendorf, or why does Assumption have to play Bettendorf? They get nothing out of it, and if they get a player hurt, they may be losing they, two players. They, they don't play. No. Well, and then you look at like I didn't realize that when that they, they didn't play last they didn't year. They play no, last year. Oh, no, that's crazy. Well, no. I just thought that was well. I mean, and and and, and how uh, the the district talk in Illinois is fascinating. The district stuff in Iowa is still not correct. Yeah, but can I go back to one thing? Because we don't is start the season in Iowa till when was it like October? Yeah, but <laughs> they, they tweaked that a little bit now. Late September, but they tweaked and it a little the bit. And the RPI makes things interesting. They tweaked it a little yeah, bit. They yeah, they did. I want to get back to like Moline. Trying to get Greg fired up. Moline is going to play seven conference games. Uh, they'll have two non-conference games, weeks one and week two, and then three through nine. So the Western Big Six does have to look for those awkward week three and week nine games sure, where there's absolutely. very few. And also, if you're a team like, if you're a school like Moline, you're going to have Geneseo and Sterling. That gets rid of two teams that aren't going to draw. You know that when you get Geneseo or Sterling, oh, you're going to draw. Up. Same thing at Rocky. Right. So if you're like a Moline, you're hating this no, idea I of mean, districts. Th- I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, you're, you you're hit the nail kill. on the head. Is like they finally, I remember talking to Coach Morrissey when, when the district stuff went through, and he's like, we finally had it to a point where this is exactly great for the Western Big Six and, and the athletic directors in there. They didn't want to. They didn't want to have to go and, and figure things out. They didn't want to have to go. And, that was hard. I mean, Rock Island was going to Quincy, no, not Quincy, to Wisconsin for games. Yeah, right. And so there's teams going Ohio. to Indiana and all yeah. this kind of stuff just to try to get games. The, the, the problems for scheduling was solved, and then the HSA and voted, and that shocked also. everything. I mean, you're not going to – when you have a Chicago <laughs> school coming down to play at Rock Island or, U, or UT, Geneseo. they're not, they're not going to draw. But the, but we I got this, we got this argument on the text. Well. This is a text ma- argument. The, Do you remember this? Yeah, yeah. we all texting. No, yeah. we should have just read the, the text. Yes. The problem the problem with the with all of it is that even though the Western Big Six problem was solved, 
Thing. There are 10 other, 15 other right. conferences yes. that are a complete we, mess right we now. We focus this this uh, this conversation around Moline, and there's a lot of other people sure. in the area that could care less Mac about that, and it's better off for what they're doing in their, in their own area. You look at like area. Macomb and West, uh, West Hancock and Quincy Notre Dame that were in the West Central Conference, which Monmouth Roseville used to be I was going to say, Monmouth Roseville was and, desperate yeah, to Mon get into the Three Rivers, Monmouth and they finally Roseville did. Monmouth Roseville played... Right. For a couple of years, Crossroads Academy. Yeah. I don't even know who or where they're at, but that's who they play. <laughs> I went to that I game think two years ago. I think they were coached by Bone Thugs and Harmony. <laughs> <laughs> you get it? It's a Crossroads. Yes, I get it. Good night, everybody. <laughs> I think that it's not a perfect system. No, but I think overall, when I look at it, I, I think districts are needed. And uh, but I will say that. The landscape is changing. There's gonna, like Stocking said, there's gonna be more eight-man teams in two years from now, and four years from now, and it's gonna probably keep going that way because rural areas are not getting any bigger, and they're right. not, they're not even not, maintaining. It's for the not most even part. that. Right. It's so, the fact that numbers in football are going down. That's the other part of it. Everywhere, everywhere yeah. they're going down, and so then you get more eight-man teams, and you get more smaller school teams, and they're more in, in our area. There's a lot of small school, smaller area teams. Moline and Rock Island and United Township. After that, Sterling, Geneseo, Galesburg. 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 That's it. Yeah, and then, then we talk about a lot of teams that are in 1A, 2A, 3A. Well, yep. like a few years ago, we had Alito, we had Toulon. Those schools are all gone. You know, Galva, Westmer. Rova, yeah, Westmer. Mm -hmm. um, all, those, all those schools are all gone. I yeah. mean, you know, gone and forgotten, you know. Not forgotten. Not stocking. forgotten. Got, not forgotten. You never forget the Westman yeah. Warriors. That's or, right. <laughs> well, guys, it's been forty minutes of high school football talk. Is that not, did that not zip? And past? this is only our yeah. this is only our warm up episode. Yeah, we're warm not up. even into. The we thing still yet. have to figure out if we're going to split up and do the Iowa and the Illinois side. I think we probably have to. Yeah. Um, boy, we could get into it and get have a lot of fun and do like conference ones. We could do like 15 minutes on every conference, but then those 15-minute ones would turn into half-hour ones, and then we would spend an entire day podcasting about high school football. I have no problem. Would be with fun, that, yeah. But I think we'd have problems doing doing that otherwise. Um, we'll, we'll talk about the score. Am I forget? I mean, I'm, we have a lot more to talk about in previous podcasts. Am I forgetting anything that we wanted to hit on tonight? We need to plug the hashtag #ScoreUniWatch. Of course, we, we need do. to get. I need to know what new uniforms are out there. You got some new helmets. You got some new jerseys. I, I need to see Moline. these things. I've seen Moline's new helmets. That's right. Uh, they got the wings. Yeah, that's right. Moline's got the Michigan wings. What are your thoughts on that cuff? They get rid of the M. I, you know what? I honestly, I like, I, I like Coach Morrissey, but I don't like it. I'd Whoa, rather see I, the honesty. I, I'd, right. I'd rather see the M. What about, I really would. What, what says you, Mister Uni Man? I was yeah. pretty surprised myself to see it. Um, that being said, like. Moline is a fast team. Like, you know, you're out running with those wings on the helmet. Like, it's a, it could be a good look. But, man, I, I love what the happens traditional. With, what happens when they're not so fast? I love the white. Sold on it. That was the nicest the white way unis? of saying you don't white really I love great. the white uniforms with the white helmet and that block M. Oh, that was, beautiful. That was a thing of beauty. Yeah. Um, I know that I, and I don't think they're going to be anything different, but one of the kids at Alleman, I talked about being opening day and how excited they were when I went there on Monday, and he's like, yeah, I mean, everybody's excited. We just got our new uniforms today and tried them on. Everybody was looking at them. They're probably exactly the same <laughs> as what they were. I was going to say, they look the exact same yeah, as... I meant they were new uniforms. Yeah. Like I was going to different look script uniform. for Alleman. Is it yeah. not, not a block letter? Yeah, the block A. <laughs> or maybe there's a line underneath <laughs> I, I, I highly doubt Father and, and the, the school went and did a bunch of, like, Oregon <laughs> stuff. And they're neon green. Yeah. Or the I was, Houston Gamblers 
of the USFL. <laughs> That's a reference there. Wow, jeez. I was going to say, the Allman uniforms, they look the exact same as when you were the starting quarterback back in... God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder they were I struggling was, that year. I was there, and, and, and Coach DeJager, who was the head coach, is now the, the, the assistant coach, and yeah. he was giving me a hard time about something. And there was one time, in pra- we were there for preview, and before the kids could um, get a break or whatever... Um, I had to make a field goal, an extra point. Like, <laughs> How many tries me. did I make? Nope. Uh, no, they, Cody it either, Parkey. It was either if I, if I made it, they they didn't have to run, and if I missed it, they had to run, and I missed it. And he has to bring it up every time. He's did you run like, with them? Uh, no. I don't Good job, Cody Parkey. Did you at least yeah, double doink it, or was it a shank? There's Bears fans in the room. Look how happy he is about <laughs> That's that. That's all right. You Whatever. Geez. You don't He's like you're a Cowboy anymore. fan, aren't Yes, you? I'm a Dallas Cowboys yeah. fan. All right, time to wrap this up. Yeah, I don't want to so, hear it. So, because we got to get a newscast together, too. <laughs> um, the score, um, half hour again. I want to talk about that just for a second because half hour show. What year is this for doing a half hour? Is it five years? Uh, four or five, yeah. So, obviously, the, the whole thought process behind it, which has been really successful, is that um, we would try to, gosh, we started trying to do, like, 15 minutes, and then we'd become doing 18 minutes at the 10 o'clock, and then next thing you know, like, they were doing, like, a two-and-a-half-minute news segment, and then, like, <laughs> and then 20 minutes, or two, two minutes of weather, and then going right to us. We are on at, like, 8, that 10.08 anyways. <laughs> right. So, we're like, let's go ahead and do this half hour. We're really blessed to have... Um, uh, some bosses that really support local sports and, and, and what we do. So another half hour, we start at 10.30. So the 10 o'clock newscast only go, usually goes to 10.35. It'll be done at 10.30. We start the score at 10.30, go to 11 o'clock. Really excited about the things we can do with a half hour, give you more highlights, get to more games. We can also mic up coaches. We can also talk to players after the games. We can also bring on this guy named uh, Brian Stacking to tell us a bunch of stuff like an auctioneer. <laughs> um, so it's a lot of fun stuff to do. So make sure you check out the score. We're excited about it. August 30th, we kick off the first half hour score and then as we mentioned we'll hop into this podcast this this sweet little podcast studio and we'll podcast about high school football as well um it should be a fantastic season we're excited to get going and um we hope all of you guys are excited as well and you keep listening to us as well um we will get this out to as many people as we possibly can we have a new format on how we'll get it out so make sure when you do you subscribe to the score podcast Correct. that helps us out a lot that lets you know that we've done a podcast you don't have to to tweet at us and say hey when are you doing a podcast subscribe leave comments rate us Tell us that you like us. Let us know what you want us to talk about, yeah. too. If you have questions, that's great. We, I'm, Corey, Greg, and I probably won't have answers. Stocking yeah. will probably make something up. <laughs> yep. So it all works out great. So, guys, we had a lot of fun doing this last year. We're excited to do it again this year, and hopefully you guys will be listening as well. Um, anything else, boys? Nice. Follow the score on Twitter. Yeah. yeah the, at the at score, score WQAD. And do we have Instagram? I think we do. We still use it very well. Used to. We used to. I don't I know. We still use it. We need to because I guess. <laughs> okay, the, so if you're listening, Mc... go on Instagram. See if we have a Instagram account. <laughs> t- let us let know. Let us know by following us. Yeah. <laughs> Tweet us so that we know. Yeah. Okay, good. And um, uh, I, I guess the Graham is popular. That's what Andy McKay calls it. The Graham. The Graham. Oh, yeah. He's so, so the Grams calls it the Graham. The Grams calls it. I like that. So, anyways, um, we appreciate you guys listening, and we will be back here next week to do a high school football season preview, and then of course week one of the score is August. 30th. Stockpile, tell them goodbye. So long, everybody. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 